Welcome to the Southside Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'm bringing you a Chicago-centric soccer podcast focused on the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. It's me, Sandra. Welcome to a, another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. Actually, this is the introduction to the actual episode that you're going to be listening to. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. This is a longer special edition episode. We're actually pushing a little over 40 minutes, 45 minutes, because I recap so much stuff for you guys. I invited two guests on. I invited back uh, Claire Watkins, and I also invited my boss over at Hot Time in Old Town, James Bridget, to come along and recap Orlando versus Chicago, North Carolina versus Chicago, and we took the time to recap a very special event, a taco eating contest between our dear friends and colleagues, Kibest and Thrace, aka Stephanie Yank. So uh, stay tuned for all that, and you're also going to get treated to some post-game audio from the Orlando and Chicago game. It features audio from head coaches Tom Sermani and Rory Dames, and we also took the time to speak to some players like Ashton Harris, who talked to me about her uh, shout out in Chicago, along with uh, some of the stuff that she went through with the disciplinary committee. We also took the time to talk to Alyssa Nair, who uh, was not happy uh, with the scoreline and her performance that game, which is significant, I think, because she had a great performance in the North Carolina game. And we also talked to Sam Kerr and Nikki Stanton, who has been having a great season so far for the Red Stars. So sit back and enjoy. Hey, hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It is another special edition episode because I've got two extremely special guests. And I'm coming live at you from the north side again from Claire Watkins' apartment, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. How are you doing today, Claire? I'm doing great. feel great. And my other guest, this is their first time on this podcast. I'm going to allow... You to introduce yourself, special guest. Hi, uh, I'm James Bridget Gordon. I am the managing editor for Hot Time in Old Town. That's my boss, y'all. So, that's my boss. We're going to talk about a lot of things here, guys, because there's been a, a lot of sporting events happening. We're going to so recap. Many sports. It's almost too much. We're, we're going to recap two Chicago Red Stars games for people out there who come for the Chicago soccer. But for those of you who were able to witness, probably the greatest sporting event of 2018. We are also going to be recapping Two Stuff Fans featuring KBS and Thrace, aka Steph King, um, and their taco eating challenge because it has to be talked about. I mean... Yeah, I mean, we can't. This is is like the defining moment of our generation. Like, I laughed, I cried, I learned something. It's everything that sports is about, and I'm just glad that they were able to bring that this weekend. I loved everything leading up to this event, honestly. Yeah, the hype train for this was really good. I mean, it, it's, it started off like most things start off in our SB Nation Slack chat. <laughs> and what started off is sort of a funny, frivolous thing, of course, got very serious when tacos became involved. And then a challenge was issued. And then a challenge was accepted. And then we... Well, not us three. We were we were stuck in Chicago, but there were a lot of people to witness 
this event that took place in Portland. It was on the internet. Yeah, but you know, it really was broadcast to the entire nation, which I appreciated because this was this was a nationwide contest. Everyone had emotional stakes in it, regardless of where they were tuning in. I just appreciate all the work involved. It seemed crafty. It seemed technological. And uh, it was about food, which I, yeah, I care deeply about. So... Well, and as a sporting contest, too, it was also just really like it was it was such an interesting matchup because you had Steph on the one hand with with, you know, technical ability and meticulous preparation. And then you had Caitlin, who just had this indomitable will to win. And it was very much a classic matchup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like it like forget that it's tacos just as a competition. It was you knew there was going to be fireworks. Yeah, it felt like it mattered even this early in the season. It really it really felt significant and like it was uh, setting the stage for the rest of the summer. So like I appreciated that and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, what both competitors do in the future. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm not too sure if there's going to be uh, a part two. You know, I, I, I thought maybe that there was something there i thought maybe that this is the start you only ask so much. i mean i know but i feel like this is the start of like one of those classic like two heavyweight battles where it's like you yeah. know we're going to see the second part or the third part or maybe the fourth part or yeah. the fifth part basically i think there should be 10 parts to represent each taco that was eaten by the current champion yeah well Kiddos. and i mean you know there's uh, it's hard to understate how important it is that Caitlin Best won this thing. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I don't want to understate how important it is to under, yeah, that we all understand what life is like now, that we're all living in this world where Caitlin Best is champion of tacos. But her title doesn't mean anything unless she can successfully defend it. And so that, for that reason alone. A nutmeg is only a nutmeg if you collect thank afterwards. You. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, so we, uh, we congratulate Kay Best on her victory. Uh, good form to Steph. I hope she lives to uh, competitively eat another day. I know I was goofing around in our, uh, in our chat the other day, and I, like, metaphorically and symbolically, like, threw my hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, like, these are just two legends, you know what I mean? And I think that's where it's got to stay. I know we're excited about the prospect of expanding this competition but again I think I mean, we gotta just, have a hometown hero go for this thing too it's I, gotta I be think, one yeah. of us in this room i will well, maybe well maybe we'll figure something out yeah. maybe we'll figure something out yeah but it's got to be like uh i feel like ours should be like something like chicago based like how many slices of pizza can you eat real chicago pizza i'm talking thin crust tavern, tavern style, style pizza, yeah. guys That's shout fine. out to all you posers who we'll think order like one of those 24 pizza. inchers from like jb alberto's i'm not huh. ready to put that much All right, Steph, KBS, we love you guys both. We're gonna we're gonna move on and talk about some uh, some Chicago Red Star stuff because that is really <laughs> what people are here for. We're gonna recap Orlando and Chicago, which took place boo. on on boo yeah, which took place on on Wednesday, um, and then we're gonna go ahead and jump into what we all witnessed today at our very special Red Stars brunch, um, North Carolina and, and Chicago. But that 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 midweek matchup. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, not 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 great, guys. It, I think going into that game, it was already uh, there were some feelings already brewing. I think about the Red Stars' schedule, okay, and how how it has sort of unfolded over these first 
six ish weeks. Um, and then we just kind of saw that come to life, I think, on the pitch. And then in the post game, with you know, players uh, took the time to talk about it. And they're tired, man. They're working hard. There's... They're tired. We're tired. You were tired. It's exhausting. We need a nap. It's exhausting. This whole city needs yeah. a nap. But the starting lineup for this game, let's see, we had um, Alyssa Nair, Sarah Gordon, uh, Sam Johnson, Katie Naughton, Taylor Camo. Uh, let's see here. Nikki Stanton saw some time. Uh, Sophia Huerta, Aaron Gillen, and Sam Kerr, and Alyssa Motts. These are all players who saw time on the pitch that day. Um, no goals. So hard to hard to talk about there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sam Kerr looked a little frustrated at times, not being able to get on the board in her home debut. Claire, what do you think about this game? Yeah, my biggest thing about um, the goals that they gave up, I just, they're they're so tired. I just can't even be mad at them about giving up goals. Also, the game was delayed for a while due to weather. It's just, it's tough out there. However, I think the fact that Yuki Nagasato did not start that game and only played, I think, maybe 20 minutes is why Sam Kerr was so frustrated. And I was frustrated for her because if you're not going to give her a partner up there, then she's going to be isolated. It's going to be frustrating. And that, to me, like, obviously, you want to maintain fitness. You want to regulate minutes. But you're not setting your team up to succeed if you don't give Sam someone who can help her up there. Yeah, especially as this midfield, like, as it was, like, was so concerned with just keeping solid and and trying to trying to push Orlando back and not make any stupid mistakes that like there was no way they could focus on getting the ball forward and and like Sam can't do it all herself so yeah I feel like um that that Nagasato substitution I was like praying for it like at least 10 minutes earlier I think she actually wasn't able to get subbed on until 75th? no like the 80th minute I would even push it yeah but I, I again like just to echo what you said, Claire, just it's difficult to sort of go in on that kind of stuff. Games in like a short week on a short roster on top of that, it's like difficult. Like you want to be able to have that kind of player rotation. Everyone's you want to be tired. able to to utilize those subs and maybe have the idea. Like the, I feel like with the Chicago Red Stars team right now, it's like does the idea of a super sub or an impact sub actually exist right now for this team? I, I don't think so. I mean, at Rory Dames after the postgame, Pretty much that it's just their short roster. You know, it's just about trying to survive right now. And he didn't give his team, he didn't try to put any expectations for this Carolina game that we're about to talk about right now. Um, and he just pretty much said that his biggest thing was to just survive. And if the biggest thing that would come out of this Carolina game would be if nobody got hurt. And it's actually not the first time that he's said that about his team after, after a game. Um, but kudos to Orlando, okay? I'm not a hater. I appreciate Orlando. And they came in, and they kind of slayed one of their demons. They hadn't uh, ever beat Chicago since they've become a team in the NWSL. So they were looking to go ahead and get that victory, and they went ahead and they did it without Alex Morgan. I thought Orlando looked as good as they have all season, which was also, I mean, from a Chicago standpoint, is frustrating. Like, they picked that game 
to kind of figure it out. But um, I think not only did they do a good job without Alex Morgan, I think they did a good job without relying on Marta too much, yeah. uh, which is a huge thing that they're going to have to figure out if they're going to succeed. They can't just be relying on her to be the playmaker. And I thought, you know, Ubogu was great. I thought Sydney LaRue had her best game of the season. Um, and Kristen Edmonds also like she pulled it out and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was frustrating from the Chicago standpoint, but also, yeah, you know, uh, hats off to, to Orlando for coming in midweek and getting the job done. And their back line was also way more composed than I've seen them at any other point this season. And, you know, they managed, they, they managed to keep Sam care lock, Kerr locked down. So yeah, no, they frustrated, they frustrated her. A bit. It's and it and it just in general, it's just frustrating to go down at home. You know, two goals and nothing. Obagagu, like you said, I think is doing really, really well for the pride right now, and I think better than they expected. Um, yeah, Marta was a little. I felt absent actually in this game, and then you take somebody out like Alex Morgan. You wonder what that team's going to look like as they're sort of getting their pieces back, like kind of like how Chicago is. Also, the weather was terrible. Yeah. It was really bad. And they, they had to shut down for like half an hour. Yeah, that weather that, that weather stoppage was something. Yeah, let me tell you, being there, it was kind of weird. Yeah, I was like, this is this is your time, Chicago Red Stars. It's the seventh game of the World Series. You're gonna have your rain delay. You're gonna you're gonna talk it through. You're gonna get that equalizer. You're gonna make it happen. But it didn't quite. We're, we're, we're waiting for it. We'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, I was just like, this is a classic Chicago rain delay, but it didn't quite come through. <laughs> No, like, low-key, low, low though, like, they kind of came out of that delay, and, like, I think they had, like, a free kick, yeah. like, coming out of it, and it was like, oh, it's going to happen, like, it's not good, but it just, yeah. it just, it just never came, that equalizer never came, and then just, scored again. just getting that second goal in yeah. the in the 80th minute was just, it wasn't going to, you just knew it just wasn't going to happen, it's just like, oh, this poor team, like, they're just exhausted, which made me um, a little concerned going into Sunday, and I, I had asked uh, some players about going into this this day, Sunday, about what they wanted to take out of the loss from the Orlando game and what they wanted to do. And Sam Kerr was probably gave the best answer, and she was just like, I want to beat them. So it was really great. Uh, and actually, I'm going to take some time right now to share some of the post-game audio with the listeners. So you're going to hear some stuff from Coach Tom Sermani. Uh, Ashton Harris took some time to talk about the shutout and talk about some of the controversy that she had to go through that led up to that game. And uh, you're also going to hear some stuff from Coach Rory Dames and uh, a couple other players. So enjoy. Uh, delighted with the result. Uh, we knew coming here is always a very tough game. We've never won here. Obviously never had a clean sheet. So um, great result for us. I thought we, we started a little bit slowly. I thought um, Chicago went in the ascendancy for the first 25, 30 minutes. But I felt that after we scored and we settled down, um, uh, I felt that we, we limited their opportunities and we came into the game a little bit more. So, a great performance away from home. Was the letter delay a bit of a factor at all? I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm always of a belief, if you're a professional sportsman or woman, once you walk across that white line, regardless of the conditions, circumstances, you've got to be ready to play. Is it hard to play these games midweek? Um, it, it makes the turnarounds a little bit difficult, but uh, you know there's, there's pros and cons. The, the travel is a bit challenging at times, but uh, you know if it, it's better playing games than having long spells without playing games. 
So the ideal is Saturday to Saturday, but yet some midweek games in between, I, I really don't mind that. With big names like Alex Morgan and Marta on your team right now, a player like Shai Ogobag is really playing well for you guys. Can you talk a little bit about her play and her goal tonight? Um, yeah, look, she's been terrific. It's three goals now, it's five or six games. Um, has really started to sort of take her game, I think, to another level. You know, we always felt she had potential. And we talked about, you know, sort of fulfilling that potential with outcomes. And uh, we started to see those outcomes happening. Do you guys have any uh, update on Alice Morgan? No, she just, I mean, she had a little bit of a um, slight knee injury coming into the game. But then she twisted her ankle <laughs> at the training yesterday morning. Not badly. But, you know, just enough to say it's, it's not worth the risk. More precaution? Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Thanks, Coach. Talk to the game, Coach. Um, I think we'll probably be a little bit disappointed with where we turned the ball over on the two goals that they scored. Um, those were both turnovers that we usually wouldn't make and probably shouldn't have made, especially, I think, when we watch it and see some of the other choices we could have played into. So I think that point's disappointing, but... Well, you know, we can only play the schedule we've been given, and the schedule we've been given isn't very friendly. So it's hard to uh, be too upset with the players when we're playing our fifth game basically in two and a half weeks with 15 players. Um, it's ridiculous at this level that you would have three games in a week and then have three games again in a week later. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So it, it unbalances the table at the end of the season. I don't think it's a clear reflection of the caliber of teams. Um, it's more about just trying to physically survive. I would say the best thing about tonight for us, like I said last Wednesday, is nobody got hurt. I think. Not positive, but I think. Lighting delay there. Big factor, no factor? Um, it wasn't like that the 10-minute delay was going to give us any more energy or any more ability to run. And I think that's what we're battling against the most right now is fatigue. And we've ran the same 13 or 14 players into the ground because of the injuries we had and because of the schedule that we've had. And, you know, you can only run so much. And we don't have any training days because you play, you recover, you rush, you prepare, and you play again. So when you're going to ask me how I thought Sam did, I'm going to say I can't tell you how Sam does until we can actually have a day where we can practice with her. You guys had a setback with Julie Yurtz. Can you update us on anything about that? Julie's been following the U.S. soccer recovery to play protocol. That's all I can tell you. Any thoughts going into Sunday going up against Courage? They're the top team in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, I would. Did they play tonight? How'd they do? Oh, they didn't play tonight. So I, I don't really have any thoughts. I think it's unrealistic to set expectations for our team based off the situation that we're in. The best thing that can happen on the game Sunday is, is that nobody gets hurt. Thanks, Coach. Thoughts on the game tonight? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, you know, weekday week games are always difficult, you know, flying in here the, the night before. I think all of us, uh, both teams, were probably pretty tired. Um, some tired legs out there. But the beauty of playing against a team like Chicago is they like to play. And we're a team that likes to play. So it's really enjoyable football to watch, to be a part of. Um, Chicago's a great team. So uh, this is a, a huge success for us. And we needed it. We need a little bit more momentum and, uh, you know, new parts coming in and out. So we're really happy with the group. Uh, everyone had a, a great game uh, with with the tough travel. This, this league is very difficult. Uh, as much as we travel, as many games as we play, and as little time we have to rest, this is a huge victory for us. 
Um, there was a lot made about uh, last week's game for you guys when you and Jody Taylor had a bit of a collision um, ended up getting reviewed by the uh, disciplinary committee. Was that kind of stuff any like a distraction for you all coming into this game? No, um, I think, you know, Jody Taylor, she's a good friend of mine and, you know, it's just business on the field and, you know, you got to protect yourself and sometimes the adrenaline gets the best of you and, you know, I, we talked after the game. I, I think the world of the kid, and I would never do anything to jeopardize like her health. And uh, I know we have a lot of stuff com coming up in the, in the next year. So, um, you know, we spoke about it after the game, and we have nothing but respect for each other. So uh, it was it, was, it wasn't even an issue. It's just everyone else makes everything else an issue when they see a two-second snidbit of what they think is going on. What do you think of the play from your back line tonight, going against like Sam Kerr and Sophia Workman? Yeah, I mean, she's a handful. Sam Kerr is one of the best in the world, that's for sure. Um, so I, I'm really happy with the commitment of our back line. Um, I speak a lot about mentality, and I think it's very important to block shots and put your body on the line and make sure you're winning 50-50 balls. So uh, tonight the team did that as a group collectively, and uh, we grinded out a, a great road win. Thanks, Yeah. Uh, it's frustrating. Um, you know, you never like to lose, especially don't like to lose at home. Um, so it's frustrating. Um, on the second goal, what were you seeing from the back line there? I'll have to go back and look at it. I probably don't have to go to ground um, so quickly once I realize she's going to get to it. I can try to stay on my feet, maybe force her to go a little bit wider. But um, yeah, I'll have to go back and look at it. You guys been playing a lot of games over the last couple of weeks. How are you feeling? Um, Pushing through. I mean, obviously, it's not ideal with the schedule. Played a lot of games in a short amount of time. Um, but, you know, that's it is what it is. It's a hand we've been dealt. Um, we just have to um, push through it. So um, that's our job. What are you looking to take out of this game going into Sunday against Carolina? Um, I think Carolina is, you know, we have to move on from this game quickly. Carolina presents uh, different challenges than, um, than Orlando did tonight. So. I think obviously Orlando, or, uh, North Carolina is a team that likes to run, likes to press, and they've got a lot of a lot of track runners, and it's going to be um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough stretch, um, and we just have to get our legs back and get ready to go on the road and try to get three points. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the game tonight and how you felt about your first point of view. Well, we lost, so could have been better, but uh, I don't know. Honestly, the game. First 10 minutes, I thought we were on top, and then we just kind of let them get into the game, and then they scored, and I don't think we really worked our way back into it. But um, look, we we fought to the end, and I don't know, really, I I, I don't really have that much to say about it after a 2-0 loss. Uh, a lot of the team uh, has been playing a lot of games over the last couple of weeks. They're in another stretch of three games over eight days, and then you just joined up with the team. How are you sort of feeling playing these games with them? I'm feeling mad for the team. I mean. I was away for one week of it, but I don't think, you know, it's fair, but whatever, that's not up for me to decide. That's for whoever runs this league to decide. Um, but I don't know. It's just weird. How do you feel about playing on I felt good, but I'm sure the girls that have played six games in three weeks don't. What do you want to take into Sunday, going up against North Carolina Courage or top team in the league? Beat them. <laughs> she's, a, she's a woman money work. I wanted to talk to you because uh, you guys are getting some pieces back on the team, mm -hmm. but yourself and many others have been playing a long mm -hmm. stretch of games over like a short period of time. I just want to know how you're feeling. 
Yeah, um, I think physically and mentally, it's it's hard. We're staying strong, um, but obviously it's gonna it's gonna wear on us. The schedule is unfortunate, but I think that you know we're staying positive. We're coming together. We're digging deep. You know, we're fighting till the end of games, and um, I think that we still have some fight in, in the next couple of games. What are you guys trying to take out of a game like this into a game like Sunday, going up against North Carolina Courage, their top team in the league? What do you sort of take away from a loss like this and take into Sunday? Yeah, I think we need to let it go. I think we need to kind of forget about it and say, look, we have another really top team to play. Um, we don't have much time to prepare. We haven't really been able to train in a while because we're just recovering before our next game. Um, so kind of get get in the get in the classroom, look at film, um, and come in with as, as much energy and power and positivity as we can. You've got six, seven-ish games under your belt now as a Red Star. How are you sort of uh, adapting to being a Chicago Red Star and I, adapting to the culture of the team and everything? I love being a Chicago Red Star. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a really amazing club to come into. Um, it's been very welcoming, and I think it, it's just been, it's been awesome. I'm happy to be here, and I see a lot of um, good things happening in the future. Right, thanks, thank you. you get to the south side, okay? South side. Great. Interesting comments. Feel free to analyze however you see fit. Because we got to talk about a North Carolina Courage game, y'all. What was even this game? What was even this game? We uh, we planned this brunch, right? We planned this brunch. Yeah, so we're all in, in the advance. same room doing, yeah, we, covering this game. <laughs> it, it, it's a live recap. Like, honestly, it, it really, really is. We planned this brunch in advance. We were like, oh, you know what we should do, guys? Because we're all like Chicagoans and we cover the Chicago Red Stars for Hot Time in Old Town. We should all get together and hang out. And recap a game. And this happened to be like the game that worked out for all of us to sort of get together and look. And I think we kind of got a pretty, a pretty special game here. What, what was it you said in the Slack a few weeks ago, Claire? We're here for a fun and respectful time that's a little gay. Yeah, we're here to have uh, yeah, fun and respectful time that's a little bit gay. And uh, forces woso down people's throats. Oh, that's right. Forces woso down people's throats. So that's really what we're here for. And uh, that's how today felt. Yeah, no, I think um, obviously we are uh, hashtag team scam gang. And I just want to say that people came back at us a bit on Wednesday when things weren't going so well. But today, classic scam. We pulled it out. The platonic ideal of scam. Of scam. It really was. Uh, The lineup was purely just a product of necessity they're they're out of options right now poor chicago um but everyone kind of pulled together they stole a goal they could have had a couple more and Alyssa nair just had like the game of her season today so yeah it was fantastic just to go down uh the lineup for today because i feel like going into this game not only was it like oh, this team is, like, tired. They've played the most games than, than any other team in the league right now. The, today would have has made their eighth game? Something like that, yeah. But still, once game. it came out, like, we are all messaging at each other on Slack. Yeah. As we were coming here, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's like you had all that stuff already. You sort of had all that baggage coming into a game like this. Like, oh, like, this team is, like, tired. Like, they have a short roster. There's a lot of injured players. Like, and then the starting lineup comes out. And... People online were kind of mad and they were like trying to like, I felt like they were trying to like bake the Red Stars, dude, on this, on this lineup. And I was like, y'all, like, have you paid attention to like the last few weeks and like paid attention to like the roster? Like, I mean, come on. 
I would also say in retrospect, the lineup was very good managing by the coaching squad because the moment that A, Aaron Gilliland came in and then after her, Danny Colaprico and then with Dan- with Taylor Camo, things locked into place. And at the time, they locked into the place with a lead. Like the the perfect game plan of this would have been Sam Kerr getting that chip in the 60 whatever minute we're two up we win two one great get out get out clean um but you know sometimes the ball doesn't you know bounce your way don't quite get it but I think that the the game plan was really good and it was the opposite of what happened in Orlando where Yuki didn't play until maybe the you know 80th minute or so and was ineffective whereas you know, we get her in front, we hold off with Colaprico and Camo and Gilliland, bring them in in the second half, and then, you know, Chicago had held on for so long that they were finally able to actually play their game plan later in the match. So would you, would you say that, like, in this game, that maybe this was a game where the Red Stars actually had the idea, like, the concept of, like, an impact sub or, like, super sub? I think maybe they did, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think this starting eleven was a concession. I think it was saying, "This is what we've got, and we're not going to pretend that we don't." And then, yeah, bringing those players on. Those were some impact subs, and not quite in the way of like, "Oh, this person's going to come in and score a goal," but just like, "We're going to wear you out for sixty minutes, and then we're going to lock into our actual strongest formation." And good luck. And so, and I would say that it worked other than, you know, set pieces or a struggle and uh, they got, they got a lucky one in there. So. How frustrating is it though, if you're Carolina, right? I, it was almost kind of like they were their own worst enemy. It was like, there was, they were really like battling two different teams and they were battling themselves and the Red Stars because they came out of this game with 42 shots and Alyssa Nair had 12 shots like or excuse me 12 saves and it's just so unreal like to have these sort of finishing issues for Carolina and that to go up against this kind of depleted at the moment Red Stars team and to not be getting these goals in the back of the net like you've that's got to wear on you like mentally I mean I think I think this is what Chicago to a certain extent I think this is what Chicago does best um I think that they do frustrate teams and they push them off their game just a tiny little bit. And best case scenario, they are able to keep a clean sheet or only keep it to one goal. I also think that, um, you know, people are, people feel really good about North Carolina right now. And it makes sense because they are one of the most dangerous teams in the league, but this finishing it's turning into a problem for them. And, um, and, and I think especially if you look at a postseason where it is winner take all, you know, the shield is great, but you want to win the championship. They're going to get sniped. It's going to happen. They're going to shoot and shoot and shoot. They're not going to score. And a team with a different sort of game plan is going to pull one out on them. And I think at the beginning of the season, the shooting issues felt like champagne problems. But when they start dropping points, it's like an actual issue for them, I think, now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's getting scammed and then there's leaving your wallet in your car unlocked. Exactly. That's what they did today. <laughs> oh, this, you know, I got to say, it felt so good to scam today. The scam was good. Yeah. This is some good scamming. If you if you guys haven't checked it out yet, make sure you check out Clara's recap 
on this game because the deck on this recap is pretty pretty accurate that it just looks so bad but it feels so good um and seeing again just to, I, we've been saying this a lot on, on on the podcast but we have to because again the short roster but seeing players like Sarah Gordon seeing players like Nikki Stanton get these starts clock these minutes and just go out on the pitch and just kick ass and just making the most of this time with the team. Like, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Like, the depth of Chicago is something that I'm really enjoying watching right now. Yeah, I mean, like, if there's if there's one upside to everything that's been going on with injuries in this roster so far this season, it's that you have all these fringe players who are making incredible cases to be starters. And that's that's a good problem to have, or will be in a few months. I personally think, you know, Casey Short comes back. Uh, you keep Sarah Gordon as an outside back in a tandem with her. You let Gilliland kind of roam in front of them. You have – that just means that you have two incredibly solid outside backs and then a, a new kind of midfield option to, you know, wreak havoc in the middle, you know, alongside Stan. I mean, I don't – honestly, I don't know what they're going to do when they have their midfield healthy because they've got so many good options, but – um but yeah, I think yeah, I think the the two the two MVPs when it comes to deeply underrated players coming into this season. I mean, I would say it would have to be Stanton and Gordon with an honorable mention to Camo because I think people even underestimated her and she was like you said, she was a super sub today. She was, you know, she was someone that they brought in and they knew she would be able to make an impact. So, um yeah, I think the depth on this team. I mean, uh, Lauren Kasky did a, a you know a solid, if maybe you know not you know super fireworks heavy job today. I think that they've got people pulling through, and that's the makings of long term a very strong team. I just do hope that maybe you know they get a they just need some luck going forward to uh, bring some people nap. back. Yeah. Some luck and a what? And a nap. And a nap. Yeah, I need a nap too, man. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of games we've had to recap and cover and preview and podcast. <laughs> right, the players are tired, but also we're tired. We need a nap. <laughs> like low key, I'm not even gonna front, guys. Like I'm I'm pretty tired. It's it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of games, and the this week has been just crazy, kind of work wise. And then my cousin graduated, and that was real lit. I came here from a wedding. My boss got married, and that was real lit. And there's been a, it's been a good mix. But I, I'm, you I'm know what's lit when they have a shuttle bus. Oh my god, I missed the shuttle bus. Yes, that happened to me. But I'm okay. Clearly, I'm here, and we're talking about the Chicago Red Stars. I do want to talk about Sam Kerr's goal, even though I know we're like way deep into this game. It was so, good. It was so fucking good. It looked like one of those Sam Kerr, what the hell was that kind of goal? Like, came out of nowhere against the I I really liked Abby Dalkemper and Abby Ersig's just like looks of like yeah whatever, and then the ball went in the net. Yeah, I was saying I think um, like if you if you if you could do 
an analysis of where Sam Kerr was at the point she got the ball versus where the defender was versus her angle on goal and whatnot, I would think the percentage of likelihood that that would turn into a goal would maybe be in the high 20%, maybe low 30%, but it's Sam Kerr, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think D'Angelo was able to get like a tiny little fingertip on it, but it just wasn't enough. She just put it in the exact right place, and I'm, I'm happy for her. I know she's been been very eager to uh, open her account with the Red Stars, so I'm happy that she's got that got that over and done with. And, uh, yeah, I think she's got many more to come. I want to talk about some uh, potential controversy, maybe. But in that second half there, right, where it was just feeling like, well, this isn't going to end anytime soon. The North Carolina Kurds are going to keep – like making this happen they're gonna keep coming at us like they're gonna keep make, making these shots it's gonna be that kind of game it's gonna be that kind of day we were starting to forget our, what our lives were like before this game started exactly like the anxiety was real so in the like 60-ish minute Vasconcelos goes down but no call should there have been a call yeah I think that should have been a card I mean I understand Okay, so whatever the ref's angle was on it, God, in like the in the most unlikely of circumstances, you could call it incidental contact. But she was also making a run on goal. There was no moment where Jaylene Hinkle was not intentionally knocking her over, even if it was a slight amount of contact. So I would say that's at you know at the very least that is an indirect kick on the outside of the box and a yellow card like that's classic that's what you do that's a defender's job I think Hinkle was doing that intentionally and was not expecting to get away with it and then she did um I think Vasconcelos had a had a good game I think she is working her way into getting some confidence there and and some fitness for the full 90 but yeah that was very frustrating to me like regardless of whether or not the chance would have come to anything. I think that that felt Chicago only got so many chances in this game, but they were very efficient with them. And when they kind of had that moment stolen, that was very frustrating. And also like she was, she was legitimately hurt after that foul too. And she was like on the ground for a while and the ref came over and just stood over her. Like, are you done yet? That. mm. It was, I, I have to say though, I think even on both sides of the ball, pretty physical match today oh yeah you know i it was just like yeah there was definitely shout out to sam johnson there was definitely some crunch there was definitely some crunch going on in this game yeah shout out to sam johnson for that yeah it's crunch is part of the scam gang fam for sure um i know last time we spoke you were my guest and it was after the it was we were previewing after we were done with the recap we previewed how the Red Stars were going to go up against Washington and how they were going to have this stretch of games. And we got asked a question on our Twitter account and I pitched it to both of us. And like, what is a realistic amount of like points that we should like try to like aim for here? And I, if I remember correctly, I think you did say, let's try to get like two points (laughs) at least. Uh, Do you think the Red Stars are in a, like a better position now than they were maybe last time? Like last year, or around this time? I think this run of games was fine. I um, I think... 
I think Chicago ties a lot. I think that's what they do. Um, which, which in the numbers game works in their favor a lot because, or has worked in their favor a lot because other teams don't. A lot of teams in this league usually either win or lose. That's kind of the way that they play their game. Um, I think there have been a lot of draws so far just in the early going as teams sort of figure each other out. Um, I'm. It's hard to gauge because because Chicago has played so many games. I don't really know how they stand up against a lot of the other teams in the league just because if other teams have two games in hand, but those could be wildly different contests, it's hard to even evaluate them versus each other. I really wish they could have gotten at least a point out of Orlando on Wednesday. That one was very frustrating. But they've played how many games? Six? Eight. Eight games. They've only lost twice. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, like, draws are draws, but they're they're grinding it out, dude. Like, they're making it happen. And they're scamming points. They really are. Two losses out of eight games is really good. Um, and I, and again, I still think they're just going to keep getting better. So I feel good about that. Sorry guys, we're passing the mic. Almost dropped it right now. That was terrible. Uh, MVP this game, Alyssa Nair. Oh yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I mean, I think we should do honorable mentions cause there were a lot of like other really good individual performances. So in the beginning, I was thinking Nikki Stanton. Oh yeah. As our as our woman the match for hot time. Um and then She's there was this, of the month, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Um and then like Sarah Gordon had a great game and then uh Sam Kerr got her goal and it was just there were a lot of really great individual performances. But Alyssa Eric had twelve saves and was basically superhuman all game. So like it has to be her. Yeah, she was. She was literally like superhuman. Yeah. I, I think what's so special about a game like this and a performance like this from Nair is that it's so important to have these kind of games to look back on, on like a league like the NWSL, is that the one that's still very young and still growing and is like formulating its own history as it like continues to grow and like hopefully it can be like one of these games where it's like you look back on 10 years from now and you're like oh my god do you remember that 2018 game where Alyssa Nair was just stopping everything in sight and the net was lava like it just was not happening for the rest of so shout out to Nair for really getting this point today it was so so good and I hope I hope we see more performances like this from her maybe not facing so many shots but epic saves will be nice i mean yeah i said i said during gameplay that i wish that Alyssa Nair had like a patreon that i could donate to <laughs> or something like what's her kickstarter what's her How kickstarter i'll give her like five bucks like for early access to a dvd or something like what's she got going on because i i i am i love having her on this team i think that I do. I think she's one of the most, she's one of the best keepers in the league. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, shout out to Nair. Uh, she, she, she did the, she did the damn thing today. I think the, one of the other best things to come out of this game is that the Chicago Red Stars don't have another game until May 12th, guys. It's going to be awesome. They're going to be back. Almost a full week. Almost a full week. 
I cannot believe it, actually. There's just been so many games that I just cannot believe there's not any going, not going to be any more up until next Saturday. So really quickly before we sort of wrap this up, I would like to preview that and see what you guys think about that. They're going to be facing Houston Dash in Toyota Park. And I feel like they're going to be facing a Houston Dash with a Kaylee Ojai who's returned to the Dash and seems to just be getting stronger and stronger with each minute that she collects under her legs. So I think this is going to be a little bit of a different Houston Dash team that they've faced already the last two times. Yeah, I think uh, from a Chicago standpoint, this is one that could be a stumbling block. I think the Dash kind of got their groove back this weekend. Uh, they took down Sky Blue 3-2. to two. They scored um, two more goals in one game than they had so far previously in the entire season. So they've they've got some pieces working. They put Rachel Daly back up on top, which proved uh, which you know gave dividends to them. Um, Chicago's not sky blue. I think Chicago. I mean, again, Chicago when they play Houston, they should beat them every time, but that doesn't always mean it's going to happen. So. Um, yeah, I think Ohio's coming in hungry. They've got um, Kaya Simon. They've got, yeah, they've got Daly up top. I just, I think, um, eh, they're still very vulnerable, but they have, yeah, they have a rhythm going that they didn't have last time. I think the worst thing that uh, the Red Stars can do ahead of next weekend is underestimate them. I think they have to, like, go into this similar to how they went into North Carolina, for example, or Portland, and just, you know, assume that, that not make the assumption that they're just going to win because it's, it's Houston. Um, I think they really have to prepare for this one. And they also have to be ready to sell for a draw, honestly, because, like, they're coming, they're, they're going to be hungry and they're not, you know, like, they still have a lot of problems, but... You know, they this is this is gonna be a dangerous game for us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I always am eager to see those later matches against other clubs that you know it's like the last time that they're gonna meet each other in the game, or if it's like the second time or the third time. And you have like that sort of familiarity already with the club and sort of the players and stuff like that. So I, I feel like it could produce you know better games for the NWSL because you have gone up against a team before so I'm hoping that we get a really fun match really good match but I'm I'm hoping that they they get the win I feel like it could be I feel like it could go one of two ways I feel like it's not going to be a draw I feel like someone's coming out of here I feel like someone's gonna someone's gonna come out of here with a win and I feel like it's gonna be like a two nothing type of thing you got any predictions yeah, I agree. I don't think this one's going to be a tie. I think uh, Chicago is tired of those, uh, and I think Houston probably wants to come in and win this one. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be a win. I think I I could. I mean, again, it's so hard to gauge with Chicago because I don't know who they're going to put on the field, but um, I think yeah, I do. I think it's either a two zero, a two one, maybe maybe swap some goals, someone comes out on top. Um, 
but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be two teams who are gonna be feeling pretty good about themselves, but also still have some issues. So we'll see what happens. JB, do you have any predictions? Uh, I think it's gonna be two one. I don't know who's gonna have the two yeah. or the one, <laughs> but that I think it's gonna be a two one game. Um, I hope it's Chicago. It might not be. Uh, yeah, we hope we hope it's Chicago. We yeah. always we always hope it's Chicago. And I think it should it should be Chicago. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, if we're talking in terms of pure like moral questions, then yeah, I mean, it it should be, it should be it, it should be Chicago. However, we live in a dark and broken world, and it doesn't work out that way sometimes. I want Sarah Gordon to start this game, and start the scam, like she did that last Houston game. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm at the point where, like, okay, so if Sarah Gordon can go a full 90 against Lynn Williams and just, like, lock it down, I don't see why she can't go up against, and, oh, God, forgive me, if Rachel Daly's up top, I'm not sure who's at right back for for the dash, but um, whoever it is, the non-Rachel Daly right back player of the dash, I think, uh, yeah, I think Sarah Gordon should, yeah, have a good game. I'd also like to see Sofia Huerta play up top. Like, I think this whole outside back thing just is not working out. <laughs> like, I get why, but also, I don't know. I mean, we we got to see her there a little bit yeah. today, you know, against North Carolina. Um, again, it's one of those things, though. It's like you, you see her sort of rotate and slide into that position again because of where they're at right now. Like, yeah. they just you need all hands on deck. Yeah, I get that. I but also like she like she was just not making good decisions, and then they moved her up top, and like she immediately created a a, a scoring chance for Sam Kerr. Yeah, Huerta's been, God, man, she's been all over the pitch for the Red Stars. I think we can we can like officially say that now. Like after these eight games over six weeks, like whether it's been in the attacking mid, whether it's just been out on the wing, whether it's in the midfield, or just on the back line for a brief amount of time. Like, literally been everywhere for the pitch. When I think about players who are probably really feeling it, I'm thinking of players like like Huerta. I'm thinking of players like Nikki Stanton. Um, but they're at the same time, you you think of those players and you're like, oh, they're the ones that are probably like really exhausted. But at the same time, you think of those players and you see them perform and they're like per- putting out like some of the best performances for the Red Stars and it's it's pretty lit. I think both Rory Dames and Sofia Huerta want her up top. I, I don't think that that, I mean, I think that uh, that's not been something that they've been experimenting with so much. I think that was just like pure necessity. So, yeah. So, so he- heaven forbid. But I, I agree with you, JB. I think she should, uh, she should be up top. I mean, if you, like, Huerta's been with this team for several years now and, and, when you put together those where the highlights, you know, she's either serving them up or she's, you know, putting them in, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's, uh, that's sort of her bread and butter. That's kind of what got her the shine and, uh, got her the attention, you know, uh, as far as a national team, team level. So I don't know if like we're going to see her again on the back line for club. I'm really, I'm really not too sure. I get, I think it just sort of depends and, about like, you know, again, if this roster sort of stays the way that it stays or looks the way that it looks and they have to just keep doing what they're doing. 
So I guess we'll see what happens. But I want to thank you both for being here with me and letting me hang out on the north side and hang out with both of you and having brunch and having a good time. Shout out to hummus. Shout out to mangoes. Shout out to tangerine lacroix. Shout out to tangerine lacroix, modelos, and all kinds of good stuff. We had a, we had a, a nice little little time here. So I'm gonna let you guys plug yourselves and your work and where the good people can find you. Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Scout Ripley. Um, it's the name of, as as I said before, it's the name of my band. Uh, you can check out our record. We put that out last year. Um, but yeah, Scout Ripley on Twitter. I, I write for Hot Time in Old Town. I also write for The Equalizer. I have many opinions all the time, so please come over to check those out. I also, with my last moment on the mic, I want to wish a very happy birthday to uh, one Danny Colaprico. I forgot that it was her birthday today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played uh, played a great game. Turn 25, as the Chicago Red Stars Instagram says. Rent those cars. Drive that rent, rent Drive that rental. Uh, yeah, so happy birthday, Danny. Uh, great game today. Uh, so, yeah, so um, I'm the... Uh, you can find most of my stuff on Hot Time in Old Town. Uh, I, I do some Red Star stuff, uh, and I also uh, write about the Chicago Fire, the, the dude team in Chicago. Um, I'm also an editorial assistant for Howler Magazine. You can find some of my work on their website. Um, I also blog about chess sometimes, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Thaumatropia, T-H-A-U-M-A-T-R-O-P-I-A, I think. I don't know. Maybe. You can put it in the Question show notes or something. I'll put it in the tweet. You're like me. I, I got to always spell mine as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'm Sandra. If you want to follow me on my own personal Twitter, you can follow me at Sandra underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to follow the Southside Trap podcast, you can do that on Twitter at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, guys. So that's important. Uh, you can go ahead and write to us there, ask us some questions for future shows, uh, bake us about our shitty opinions if you think they're girls, or or you can even compliment us if you like. That'd be nice. You know, who doesn't like compliments, right? We all have amazing hair. Yeah, we have Just great so you know. hair. We have great style. We enjoy good, like, alcohol and fine foods and brunch things. So yeah, Southside Trap Pod, you can find us there on Twitter. And you can also find us on iTunes at Southside Trap Podcast. And you can find us on Podbean as well. Thanks y'all for hanging out. And we will see you soon in a recap. <laughs>